0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kentucky Daily. It has been a while on this show. Uh, Lots been going on and uh, a lot of things happening. And I I do apologize. I've been wanting to get on this show and on this platform again for a while. Just uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, Obviously, I went through the, the wedding late last month and then everything going on this month and then the month of june and it's just been a very very busy time frame but now that i'm uh, settled in here i'm ready to get back and get to the grind of podcasting and, and getting episodes out there to you and just a lot to talk about uh kentucky obviously has the bahamas tour coming up here not too long from now so we'll be definitely talking some kentucky basketball a lot of stuff happening with kentucky football with uh with commitments and things with Will Levis showing up on draft boards, continuing to show up in the top 10 and and some other things through throughout that program. So we'll definitely be getting to that as well. Uh, But on this episode, since I haven't been on here in a while, I'm just going to do my roster rundown and my opinion, my final opinion of the Kentucky men's basketball roster. Uh, No, I don't, I do not have my mic right now. I'm I'm set up somewhere, just recording on my phone. Just, uh, just wanted to get an episode out there to you all. And I, I do apologize. Some of you all have been messaging saying, Hey, where's Kentucky daily. And honestly, we, I had, I had good intentions of of getting this out there, but I I promise you moving into July, you're going to get, we're going to get back to normal with Kentucky daily on a a regular occurrence and try to get back to those four or five days a week episodes. And even if that means that I have to build in some guest episodes here and there, I'm definitely looking forward to getting the work and getting that out there to you, but let's just start with this roster. and, And now that it, pretty much is set, uh, bearing some surprise. I I think it's for sure done. I don't, I don't see anything else happening. We've made it through the NBA draft and and everything. I'm, I really like this roster from top to bottom. I do. Now there are some questions. I do have some concerns about things and, and I'll get into that. I'm going to get into some scenarios here, but I kind of want to save some of these scenarios for individual episodes and some of these topics that I can kind of talk about those things in separate episodes, maybe into next week and give you some more content. Uh, but overall, the biggest thing about this roster, and we've known it for a while, is the return of Oscar Shibwe. That that alone, to me, put Kentucky in the, the hunt for a national championship. I don't want to say the driver's seat because there are some very good teams out there, obviously, with North Carolina and and we know that, that they're going to be good again and stuff with what they have returning. And we know that Duke's class and and all the stuff with with basketball there and college basketball, those programs are still going to be right there. But I do think that Oscar Shibwe returning put Kentucky in a position to where it is going to have another good year, hopefully better results in the NCAA tournament. But that is a huge decision that you have to start with. Xavier Wheeler, getting your point guard back. I know we've talked about that in uh, early May. Or in late April, I can't remember the exact date when all that news came out and, and was finalized, but getting your point guard in your center, two key parts on your in your rotation and on the court, that is a big deal. And uh anytime you get a Akuzi Award finalist back to go along with the national player of the year, that's a hell of a start when it comes to shaping out your roster. The thing that I wanna do with this is you you wanna group in these newcomers. When it comes to Antonio Reeves, the transfer from Illinois State, who we talked to about a week and a half ago, uh, you got Kaysen Wallace, you know, all about Kaysen. You got Chris Livingston, you got to do Tiro. Uh, there's plenty of guys there in the, that you can see making an impact, and you're going to have to have those guys make an impact immediately. You can also group CJ Frederick, I think, into that group of newcomers, just given the fact that, yes, he's been in the program for a year. He's played college basketball for a couple of years, too, but he hasn't been on the floor in a Kentucky jersey due to injury. So I'm, I'm grouping him into those newcomers as well, and I'm going to do an episode here very soon about which one of those guys do I think has the biggest path to instant impact and probably the greatest impact or the guy that they need the most. And I, and I think that there's an argument for for every single one of those guys, maybe outside of Tiro. Uh, I think you could go Case and Wallace for a lot of reasons, especially his ability to be a two-way guy and his defensive ability. Chris Livingston, a, a bull in transition with that body. Uh, some versatility there on the perimeter. Can he slide and play some small ball four? I think he has a ton of potential as a defender. You got C.J. Frederick with that shot-making ability. We know that that's going to be different than anyone else on this roster. And, and then you throw in Reeves and the ability to have some versatility on the perimeter as well can slide, maybe play some one at times. Definitely could play some two and three. Can shoot the ball well. uh Maybe a little bit. Uh, we'll have to see exactly where he is when the season starts, and, and and looking at him in the Bahamas to see where he is compared to some guys that they've had in the past in this role. But I think that Reeves is a, is an upgrade, in my opinion, from a Davion Mintz on last year's roster. Just it, it all depends on what the roles end up being uh for these guys but the main one of the main storylines for me too is just the health of CJ Frederick. I think it's vital that Frederick is able to to go the distance this year with Kentucky and not have any nagging injuries that that keeps him out for periods of time or if he has something that that kind of just reaggravates and ends up missing a month to 3 months of the season. That 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 to me would be I don't want to say it be a fatal blow, but when you lose a shooter and a guy that stretches you out that way on the offensive end or on the defensive end, when you're guarding that to me is something that Kentucky has to have. And, and I just don't see Frederick being the type of guy that's going to go through a slump like some of Kentucky's guys did last year. The proof is in the pudding. You're talking 47, 46, 48% three-point shooter over the course of his collegiate career at Iowa and and the thing is about him too when he plays minutes he does not turn the ball over now the question is just durability and this is where my concern with this roster is do they have enough in the backcourt to overcome an injury and we know as this college basketball season moves along and when it starts up you're going to have those nagging injuries you're going to have guys go down with ankles you're going to have uh little things and the 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 you know, the bruises and the bumps and the things that just kind of don't have you at a hundred percent when you get around to that point towards the NCAA tournament or late February, when you're fighting for NCAA tournament seating, that's where my concern lies is do they have enough and is a do Tiro a guy that can, can play like, is he a guy that can actually get some minutes and provide some depth there? Because if not, it's, it's Xavier Wheeler, it's C.J. Frederick, it's Antonio Reeves. I mean, you, you, it's Cason Wallace. Like, there, there are plenty of capable pieces there. But Wheeler had his injury issues a year ago. We know Frederick's history. That is my only concern, is, is if it causes them to, to get to a situation where they're running guys into the ground again and just nagging injuries, do they have enough bodies in the backcourt that can uh, overcome that? Uh, Another storyline, too, looking at is the breakout potential of a Jacob Toppin, the breakout potential of a Damian Collins. Those two pieces right there, in in my opinion, and I will do individual episodes on on my thoughts on that as well, but you you got two guys there that you're looking at that we have all labeled in the past at some point as long-term projects or guys that just have a ton of upside to their game. Jacob Toppin has been a guy for the last couple of years. I know he was one of my trendy picks last year to have a really breakout year, and I still think that he did. And had he gotten the minutes that maybe a Keon Brooks did, his breakout probably would have been even greater than what we saw at times when Kentucky really needed him a year ago. Damian Collins wasn't ready. Will he be ready this year? I think he has to be. I think he provides something behind uh, those guys in the front court that the others can't do. We know that that body, that frame, that length – uh that athleticism, his ability to play above the rim, his ability to run to the rim, that makes an impact. Those things are something that other guys in that front court cannot do. Oscar Sheboy has the big strong body. Lance Ware is a is a physical guy there that doesn't care to 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 get dirty in the post and, and kind of just beat and bang there. Damian Collins is a smaller, thinner frame, but the length that he has and the athleticism that he has, I think that's where he can make an impact as a sophomore at Kentucky. And I think he's going to have to play is the reason why I think that he has a, a chance to be a high breakout candidate. And if you go through and you get both Damian Collins and Jacob Toppin breaking out, then Kentucky's probably really, really good if they if they, if they both reach that potential. Uh, but I think that that's, that's a really good storyline going into this year, as those are the two that I would look at and say breakout potential, breakout potential. Uh, from what they've done in in the past years. And then, uh, obviously, I I think my pick would probably be Damian Collins just because I think he has the higher upside when it comes to NBA potential. And I think that what he's going to add to the game, Kentucky's going to need. And I think he can significantly make a difference. But then you also can't discredit that Jacob Toppin can defend one through four. And if he shows an improved jump shot, then his game is going to go to another level as well. So just wanted to cop on here and just talk about some scenarios and and talk about some situations and just kind of touch base with you guys and and just reconnect. And I do apologize, hopefully some of you all that reached out to me, this answers the question that Kentucky Daily is not dead. Uh, I had a really, really busy time there in my life that with, uh, with the wedding and then right after the wedding, we jumped straight into basketball camps that and I'm dialing back a lot on the basketball side here moving forward. Uh, I'm only I'm going to be doing half of half of my job with coaching. I'm only going to be coaching the varsity team. I'm not giving, uh, not going to be coaching JV. So I'm I'm excited to have more time to work, more time st- more time to spend with my wife, one more time to spend uh, with my family, and uh, that means more time to get in here and and record episodes of Kentucky Daily. So I'm I'm definitely excited to see where this podcast goes and where this show goes, and stay locked in here for July going to have plenty of football coverage peach jam is this month so we're going to be having plenty of that i will be recording an episode here pretty soon on the impact of robert dillingham to kentucky i haven't got around to doing that yet i want to talk aaron bradshaw kentucky kentucky obviously surging there uh and talk about reed Shepard. i saw reed Shepard play a couple weeks ago in shelbyville so i'm going to do some recruiting episodes and then i'll be mixing in some guest episodes as well but i, I just wanted to hop on here take you through some things and then mostly just to reconnect and let you all hear my voice because it has been way too long and I'm excited to, to get back to the grind, get my mind busy again and get back to work. As always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by The Butcher's Pub, three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg and London, Kentucky. You can visit the ButchersPub.com or check them out on Facebook. Until next time, I'm Sean Smith. You've been listening to Kentucky Daily.